Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. All of our programming is available in those locations or wherever you like to get your podcasts. What is the greatest obstacle to world peace? If you think about mankind's history, it's mostly been a history of war. Times of peace have been short-lived, and usually during those breaks from war, nations rearm for the next conflict. It's a history of conflict when you look at the history of man, a history of war, and so again, what is the greatest obstacle to world peace? What prevents us from really having any sort of a lasting peace? Well, the answer is that Satan the devil is the greatest obstacle to world peace. Now, that might seem silly to some people. Many people don't really believe in a devil, but he's real. Satan the devil is very real. And he's very powerful. And he is the greatest obstacle to world peace. Men live and die, but yet wars continue. One generation passes to the next, and yet wars continue. What's the common factor? Well, Satan the devil is there. He's there, deceiving this world. Our correspondence course talks a fair bit about this topic. This is a, a quote from Lesson 33, and you can sign up to take the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course for free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. You can sign up for it there. This quote again from Lesson 33. It says, For 6,000 years, Satan has invisibly swayed the nations. He has influenced civilizations, governments, and leaders. He has inspired world wars and helped cause the misery, hate, suffering, and violence that have plagued mankind throughout history. The Bible says, in fact, that Satan is the God of this world. Let's notice that in 2 Corinthians 4. We have a few passages today, so if you do have a Bible handy, you could get it out and we could look at these scriptures together. 2 Corinthians 4, and in verse 4, it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world. The God of this world, that's Satan the devil, right? Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So this is, this is Satan, Satan the devil. How can that be? How can Satan the devil be the god of this world? Well, this, this uh, correspondence course lesson talks about that, lesson 33. Again, here's another quote. It says, Satan has been this world's ruler ever since God gave him that office when he was known as the bringer of light, Lucifer. 
in Latin. But Satan's days in that office are numbered. See, God gave the rule of the earth to Lucifer. He was a light bringer at that time. He was trained by God, created by God, and he went on for some time doing a very excellent job. But at some point he rebelled. Lucifer rebelled and became Satan, the adversary. And Satan's rebellion has caused all the terrible destruction and violence of war. Satan is a liar and murderer from the beginning of his rebellion. You can see that in John 8 and verse 44. So you see these, these tendencies here, this, these, uh, this violence, this murder, this lying. Satan the devil broadcasts that. And mankind is swayed by it. And because of that, we see war. We see conflict. And it's happened throughout man's history. People are heavily influenced by Satan. And the selfish attitude that Satan broadcasts is everywhere. You know, if you've driven on a busy highway or flown in an airplane going through the airports and such, you see that attitude on display. Now, thankfully, most people you know, try to get along and all get to the place they're going as much as possible, but there's still this underlying current of selfishness and self-centeredness, and then sometimes it does become uh, more extreme. You know, you see people get pretty upset sometimes, and uh, whether it be on the highway or in the airports and and again, there's a, just this broadcast of selfishness. Everyone's trying to get where they want to go when they want to get there. And so you get all those people together, and it uh, get, can be a little intense. And ultimately, when situations are more intense and more serious, and you know, our nation against nation, you do have wars. Satan broadcasting that selfish spirit. Conflict. And eventually... World wars, as we've seen. So what is the solution to war? You know, if a politician came forward and said, I can solve all wars, and people believed him, boy, he'd be, he'd be the, the top leader, I suppose, right? But nobody solves it. Well, what is the solution to war? What will cause peace? Well, Satan the devil has to be replaced on the throne of this earth. He's got to be replaced. He has to be taken off of his rule, that rulership position, and replaced. And he will be. But we can't have peace in this world until that happens. Here's a quote again from the correspondence course. It says, God is not in competition with Satan. There is no great controversy. The quote continues and says, the question of who will rule earth has already been decided. You see, there's no competition there. Jesus Christ has qualified to replace Satan. When he returns to earth as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he will take over the supreme government over this world and depose Satan the devil. The world will then have peace at last. The great obstacle to peace will be removed. Satan the devil. His rulership will be replaced. By Jesus Christ. And so there will be peace. Finally, there will be peace. 
but that great obstacle, Satan the devil, has to be removed. Now, God has a specific holy day that pictures Satan's removal. This day is called the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement. And every year God's people celebrate this day, keep this day holy, and are reminded of this part of God's plan. Notice this from the correspondence course. The fifth annual Sabbath, the Day of Atonement, pictures the fifth step in God's master plan, deposing Satan from his position as world ruler and removing him to a place completely away from mankind. Satan will be bound for 1,000 years, no longer able to deceive the nations or influence mankind to sin. You see, when Satan's removed, the cause of war is removed. That selfish broadcasting, that broadcasting of hatred, of violence, of competition, it's removed. And so people will learn peace. They'll learn the ways of peace. And that cause of war, Satan the devil, won't be there to broadcast. He'll be bound for a thousand years, no longer able to deceive the nations. Notice this in Revelation 20. Revelation 20, here we get a picture of this future event of Satan being put away. Revelation 20, and we'll look at verses 1 through 3. Verse 1, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and he bound him a thousand years. And verse 3, he cast him into the bottomless pit, and he shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. The millennial rule of Jesus Christ will be a time of peace, because Satan the devil will be shut up. He'll be put away, so he can't influence, and he can't cause war. That's the great cause of war. That's the the obstacle to peace is Satan the devil and his broadcasting. And there'll be peace. There'll be peace in families. There'll be peace between coworkers. There'll be peace between neighbors. And ultimately, there'll be peace between nations. The races will all get along with each other. They'll all have their place to be and, and to be productive and to prosper. And they'll get along. There'll be unity in this world. Mankind's always trying to have unity, and the more they try to have unity, the more war they have. Because ultimately, one, they're not really following God's laws. And number two, Satan's there broadcasting, causing all those problems. Satan needs to be put away, and mankind needs to follow the laws of God. God had ancient Israel keep the Day of Atonement, and it is to be kept holy today as well. Notice this command in Leviticus 23. And we'll look at verses 27 through 32. It says, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month there shall be a day of atonement, and it shall be an holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the eternal, and you shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement, 
to make an atonement for you before the eternal your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, in other words, not fast, he shall be cut off from among his people. It's pretty serious. And verse 30, And whatsoever soul it be that does any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You can see that God takes this day very seriously. And keeping it holy, as he says, he takes that very seriously as well. Verse 31, You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. And it shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. And you shall afflict your souls, talking about fasting for 24 hours, in the ninth day of the month, that even from even unto even, sunset to sunset, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. This is that command given to ancient Israel, and it's to be kept today as well. And what a wonderful picture it is of this greatest obstacle to world peace being put away. Satan the devil being put away. So we can have peace finally. And for those impacted by war, they certainly have a real hunger for peace. And even if someone hasn't been directly impacted by national war, what about wars within families, fighting and problems like that? Finally, there will be peace. The correspondence course says the Day of Atonement is perhaps the most unusual holy day, for it is the one day in which God has commanded his people to fast, to abstain from food and drink from sunset to sunset. Jesus Christ, who has qualified to replace Satan as ruler of this earth, he set us a perfect example in his submissive obedience to God as Father. Right? He, he always obeyed God, including keeping these days holy. Satan, though, he's in rebellion against God. And we have to follow Christ's example when we, when we fast, when we refrain from food or water for 24 hours, from sunset to sunset here. We are humbly submitting to God's government. God commands us to fast on the Day of Atonement. See, it's a completely different attitude than what Satan has. Satan rebels. Christ was submissive to his Father's government and commands. The correspondence course says, true Christians in like manner must become humble to rule with Christ. What a a nice change of pace that will be. Rulers that have a proper humility. We don't see that very often, but that's what rulers are to be like. They They have to have a humility to rule with Christ. It says no ruler in God's kingdom can be arrogant or selfish. And you can look at Mark 10, verses 42 through 45, and see some of that instruction. Fasting on the Day of Atonement, it says, is a vivid reminder of the state of mind necessary for salvation, of humility, godly sorrow, earnestly seeking God and His way. There's a humility that is required to fast, and of course the fasting also causes a certain humility. We see how weak we are without physical sustenance. We know we're weak. We need God. We need him to provide for us, and ultimately we need salvation. And only he can provide that. Today, with the world, is full of a lot of pomp and pride, and uh, they don't realize 
that they're cut off from God because of sin. That's in Isaiah 59 and verse 2. See, the world's cut off. That's why, again, they're being led by Satan because they're cut off from God. And they're not, not teachable right now. This quote from the Correspondence Course says, Sin has been inspired by Satan. Only those few whom God is calling are now reconciled to God. The vast majority must wait. After Satan's imprisonment on a coming day of atonement, all humanity will be reconciled with God, made humble and at one with him as pictured by the day of atonement. See, the day of atonement has quite a bit of symbolism in it. And that's why it's so important to keep it every year, lest we forget. And if this is something you haven't heard much about before, then it's important to study into. We need to understand the Day of Atonement, Satan being put away, that greatest obstacle to world peace, and mankind finally humbly coming to God and submitting to him. And you can see how peace will come. When people are obeying God and following his laws and working with one another. So if we want peace in our lives today, we need to make sure we are submitting to God and that we're not doing Satan's selfish will. We can have that peace today. Ultimately, it'll be in the entire world. But if you want peace today, you have to remove the greatest obstacle to peace, and that's Satan and his sinning ways, and his broadcasts. If you'd like to learn more about atonement, this wonderful day and what it pictures, study Lesson 33 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. You can also request our free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which both are free at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today. On this edition of Live by Every Word, I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.